Hello, people. You got us. You got the struggling hunters. You got me, Joe. And on the other side, you got Eric. And I've already introduced us as a struggling hunter. So I think we maybe skipped our awkward introduction of trying to announce the struggling hunters. So I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad, bad thing, or maybe a good play on my part. I didn't try to make that happen. It just happened. <laughs> I think I think you saved us tonight, Joe. <laughs> but uh but thanks for tuning in thanks for listening and uh hopefully you guys have been having a good year so far this year uh hopefully things are going in your favor or maybe you're making them go in your favor that's even better um but i guess uh with that being said uh give us a like uh subscribe tell a friend um i you know i'll leave it at that and we'll maybe and then i'll get us into our uh conversation for tonight so uh one of the things that as i was thinking about what to discuss for tonight I, uh you know we talk about we talk about hunting we talk about what goes into hunting and there's a lot of decisions that go into hunting. Um, there's a lot of maybe self uh, do's and don'ts that you that you keep yourself listed at or list list in yourself that that you you know like lines you don't cross or as far as you know I'm never going to access that canyon unless I have a east facing or an east wind coming or, you know, or whatever it might be, you know, I always make sure I have the wind in my face when I'm going through this situation, whether going up downhill, thermals are going to be in my favor. And uh, one of the things, so upon thinking of that, one of the things that kind of stuck out that for me over the years is uh, shot placement. Uh, I'll admit that I'm pretty much a broadside dude. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, uh, they're good with quarter inch quartering shots, uh, or, you know, straight on shots. But for me, it's, I'm pretty much waiting for that deer to be broadside and, you know, giving it a good, uh, center shot, shot, (laughs) you know, uh, what about you, Eric? Yeah, well, I have to agree. I'm pretty much a, a broadside shot guy. Uh, I, I mean, I feel the most confident. I feel like that's I have the most room there. Um, I, I could see where where a situation. I could see where there'd be situations where I take other shots. Um, but I definitely prefer a broadside shot. Uh, you know, for me, um, I just want to try to make as clean of a shot as possible and not, not have, not have that regret of wounding an animal or making a bad shot. And, uh, you know, for me, distance goes in there too. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know if that was something you were going to lead into, but, 
uh, distance is kind of part of that too. I, I don't really feel comfortable past 300 yards or so um, to make a to make a long distance shot. I know, you know, people brag about it and, oh, I made an 800 yard shot, but it's like, there's a lot of room for error right there, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. For me, I just want to make a clean ethical shot and, and uh, you know, broadside if I can, so. Right, um, and I think that's kind of like the hard thing too. You know, I shouldn't say hard, but, you know, we talk about ethics and, and, you know, what all goes into that, like, you know, as I'm sitting here talking tonight, even, you know, like I'm going over in my head, you know, trying to, I guess, justify taking any other shot. And I guess it may be, maybe it's a lack of information of where everything is as far as the vitals go when the animals, uh, facing me in different directions you know so maybe, maybe if I learned a little bit more I might be able to or I might change my point of view but uh, you know and I think the other thing too that that, that goes along into that goes along with that is uh, is is like you know the shot placement is really the as I think about over the years, you know, like that whole slogan, aim small, miss small. Yeah. (laughs) And especially going over learning, becoming a better uh, bow hunter, you know, I, one of the things that I've tried to get better at, and I, I don't know that I'm great at though, is really honing in to where I'm shooting. Like, I guess, for example, when I'm, when I'm shooting, I try, I try to get my head in to my shot as far as picking a spot at the target that I want to shoot instead of saying, well, if I hit the target, I'm doing good. You know, like that whole, that, you know, that target's 10 or 12 inch circle, whatever. And I want to hit somewhere in that target, which is great. But, you know, trying to remember to actually find maybe a section in that circle that I want to hit. And I think when I'm, you know, evidently I haven't shot at anything live yet. But, you know, on target, on paper, I think I'm learning to apply that aim small, miss small. But I'm still still missing more than I or aim my targets a little bit my arrows outside of the, probably the target that I'm really aiming at. But, uh, you know, and then, like I said, bring that to an actual animal, putting an animal in place, haven't had the opportunity of releasing an arrow this last year or last two years. Um, It's just, you know, trying to get that thought process. You know, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to do that trying to find that patch of fur to aim at instead of the whole shoulder or the whole kill zone to, to shoot at. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm picking up what you're saying. It, it, it kind of brings me back to whenever I was a kid, I'd go out shooting with my dad and, and some of his friends. And I remember uh, 
you know, I was shooting at a target and I don't know, I probably had a, I a pretty big group, you know, like maybe, maybe like a five plus inch group or something. And, and, uh, we went up there and we just, you know, we just took a couple shots or whatever. And I remember uh, my dad's friend kind of shrugged his shoulder and he's like, oh, well, you'd kill whatever you're shooting at. And I, I remember like it kind of took me back because I'm like, like no, no pointers, no like, you know, take your time. No, you know, like let's try to dial that in because I wanted to dial it in. I wanted to hit the center. You know, I was a, a fresh new hunter. But it never set right with me, you know, because I'm like, like, yeah, I mean, I might kill it. But like, what if what if he's 50 yards back from where I'm target? You know what I mean? Like, even as a young guy, I kind of kind of broke all that down in my head. And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, that's great. But you're trying to. uh, To be a better shot. And he was just like, well, you'll kill it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and and uh I don't know, it just never set with me right, you know. I mean, I I was kind of looking for perfection and he was just like, "Ah, good enough." And uh you know, those were my formative years where I really could have used some advice. I I mean, maybe that's just the way he hunted, so you know, but uh I don't think my dad really stepped in or anything for me either, so you know, to like help guide me on getting a closer shot or, or a better tighter grouping or whatever. And I, I can't even remember what I was, I might've been shooting an open site 30, 30, but. Um, I kind of had the same experience with the 30, 30 open site back when I was nine or 10. That was like the biggest caliber. I think the biggest caliber rifle I shot at the time. And I had no clue on trajectory bullet drop velocity bullet speed muzzle velocity like you know i all that was new to me and i didn't even know that that was even a thing at the time and uh, i went out shooting with my dad and and uh <laughs> and we're, we're shooting towards this hillside when and but like way way back behind and up the hill a little bit there was like i think like this rock slide on the side of the hill like there was a different color of of uh the terrain was different color a different color and i think i think it was rocks like a little rock filled up there and uh in my head i was like thinking that i sh- i could be able to shoot it and and see dust fly up or something and so i pulled up and i was like telling my dad i wanted to shoot up up at, up, up at those rocks and he was like oh okay so I, you know, pulled the gun up and I'm, I'm aiming and I, or I think I'm, I think I was aiming, but kind of like your situation, I pulled the trigger, but not that I was really trying to be a better shot. I just was trying to shoot up in that direction. And <laughs> my dad goes, well, you can't just uh, pull up and aim high and shoot at it. Or, you know, meaning just because I pointed the barrel up a little higher doesn't necessarily mean I'm shooting the right direction. <laughs> so but like it was too far it was way too far for the 30 30 now looking back and, and there's it was way too far to even see like a dust cloud kick up because of the bullet right right yeah i uh i mean i, I know 
I want to start in the future kind of focusing on getting out there and, you know, shooting a little further distances and stuff, just, just kind of for the fun of it, but also to try to be a better marksman. Um, I mean, I think I'm all right within a couple hundred yards, but after that I get a little shaky and I've watched, uh, I've watched a lot of videos and stuff of how guys are getting out there, you know, getting 600, 700 yards or further, you know, some guys are getting a thousand. Um, and I'd like to get there eventually, but yeah, as of right now, kind of what you were saying, like with bullet drop and everything, it's just, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to consider whenever you're shooting at a live animal in, in a split second, you know, you got your adrenaline pumping, uh, you got to think of your bullet drop, uh, you know, is your, is your caliber strong enough to even get out there and reach that far? I mean, let's face it. I mean, most of these calibers are going to, they're going to cause damage, but it might not be a kill shot, you know? I mean, even, even your smaller, you know, your, your 6.5 Creedmoors are going to reach out there and and touch something. But um, obviously those, those bullets will reach a long ways, but I don't know what the, is the word velocity the yeah. velocity, like once it hits the target, I don't know how much velocity is is still there at, you know, 800 yards or whatever. So it increases the chances of, of wounding the animal. That's just the part that I don't feel comfortable with. I don't want to wound an animal. I want to, I'm going out there to hunt and kill an animal so I can, you know, well, document it for one, for two, uh, take home to the family and eat eat some wild game so i'm not interested in in doing those long crazy shots and and um and like i said uh for me i feel more comfortable within that three uh you know i'll stretch out to 400 yards i wouldn't have a problem with that too much but anything past that it just starts getting a little shaky because you got all your emotions and and everything else going on and you know you you make a bad shot you might, you might've wounded an animal for the year and not, not, not take anything home. And, and uh, it's something that I want to get more confident in, I guess what I'm really saying for me, you know, uh, this isn't for everybody, but for me, I'm just not confident at taking really far shots uh, for the animal's sake, you know, and that's just me. I mean, there, you know, whoever's listening to this might make 800 yard shots every day you know, that's great. But for me, it's just a little more, I'm, I'm a little more conservative whenever it comes to shot placement as far as broadside and, and also distance. Right. And I kind of like along those, along those lines for, I, I thought I had some brilliant way to go into this next little segment, but I, I kind of, I lost what I, my train of thought. So sorry for if, it's, if it feels a little rough about getting into this next part, but I guess I'll go ahead and lead into it instead of trying to, uh, or anyways. So as a lot, a, lot, a lot of you guys know, we're the struggling hunters. Um, if you've been following our podcast so far and you followed us through the hunts, you know that we've had, you know, we've had a great time out in the woods. 
but we maybe I think we well not there's no maybe or I think about it we did come up short and uh, we both ended up beating tag soup this year um and that was pretty hard on us as far as uh eating tag soup um we'd both like to think that we we are or we were some type of a glorified hunter not just because we have a hunting podcast but <laughs> we've spent years hunting and thought that that we'd be successful <laughs> but we weren't and we kind of took that as a not being successful as partly because we called ourselves the struggling hunters <laughs> uh because you know if you believe in or you know whatever words you use is kind of what dictates your life more or less sometimes and saying if we claimed ourselves as a struggling hunters that we're going to have a gosh darn hard time uh hunting <laughs> because that's what we're implying with the name but uh but long story short you know we did, you know, we maybe took a little more personal than we than we needed to as far as being that we call ourselves the struggling hunters, but we were talking about it before we got on and we're wanting to come up uh, with like a slogan or I guess a power statement is what we want to say for this next year of uh, 2021. Um, we haven't quite found what those words are yet, but we'll have you know some some type of a power statement going along with the struggling hunters to hopefully help with 2021 (laughs) yeah Uh, because let's face it i feel the struggling is going to be no matter what we call ourselves would still be the struggling hunters but (laughs) i i feel that there is you know some some power out there in the words that we do use and we want 2021 to be better than last year. So we're going going to ask for your help that those of you listening to leave a comment. Uh, But, you know, maybe what are some of the power words you tell yourself when you're having a hard day, or if you you have some links to some stories that you like to share, you know, give us a, give us a story and, for motivation or what, whatever that may look like. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think Eric was probably a little bit more uh, upfront about it in his stories. At least he was in person than I was about not being so successful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that we uh, didn't decide to call ourselves the, uh, uh, never miss get an animal every year hunters right then 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 i'd be extra embarrassed but because we're the struggling hunters i'm like well you know it's kind of in the name uh (laughs) but uh yeah it's it was definitely a tough year it definitely definitely uh i mean i've i said it before but it definitely hurt you know not getting nothing this year and we put a lot of energy into this podcast and and trying to document um, our hunts and uh, man, the confidence that we had, I feel like both of us had it. And, and there, and in some reasons, I, I mean, like, especially you, Joe, 
there was a lot of reason to have confidence. I mean, you were, uh, you were scouting out those deer every weekend, you know, for however long you were doing that for and opening day of your season, they decide not to be where they've been for the last three or four weekends. And, you know, like, it was just like, okay, is this the kind of year we're going to have, you know? And, and, uh, and then I, I felt pretty confident about the area I was going, heard a lot of good news or a lot of good, uh, stories about the area i heard you know like so not to cut you off but what how how are you going to change your outlook for 2021 like you know i don't know i guess what what am i trying to say i know we talked about having a power statement uh, you know, a slogan along with what we're doing, but uh, I guess I was going to, you know, I guess ask for what changes you're going to look, you're going to do for this year, but I don't know if that's really all that fair. Well, I, I do have one thing that, uh, that I've been really thinking about a lot. You know, we went over a few podcasts ago you know, this is where like one day when we're a little bigger on our podcast and we can have a, uh, have a producer, this would be kind of nice. Cause then we could reference the actual podcast, but a few podcasts ago, we talked about, uh, an article about, um, trying to do, you know, thinking outside the box, doing different stuff than 90% of the other hunters. Um, I don't quite know what that looks like, but I've been kind of that thought has been really rattling in my brain a lot, you know, for next year about, you know, Hey, if I'm seeing a bunch of people kind of on the same mountainside and stuff, maybe, maybe I need to go find somewhere else, you know, go, go where everybody's not. And, uh, um, you know, maybe change elevation. Uh, I think the hardest thing sometimes is you make such a plan for a certain spot, certain area, and then it's not quite working out the way, you know, but you kind of put all this time and energy in that certain spot and area. It's kind of hard to just pack up and leave, I guess. No, that makes sense. Like, you know, one of that's along the lines for me, like I, I just, you know, I don't know that I have something as far, you know, I want to be, we don't know what you said, a better physical shape, but the one thing that I want to do different this year, as far as, you know, at least deer hunting is I want to try to make sure I get into the tops of the bulls or, you know, like the tops of the ridges, kind of like how the honey hole that we found in my deer hunt area and how that was, you know, at the top, the the bowl and you know that's where all the deer happened to be we were it's like it goes along with your elevation thing you know from where we were kind of hunting to where we actually found those deer I think you know there's probably about four or five hundred feet in elevation maybe not quite 500 but yeah there was an elevation difference and then you know I kind of wonder had we had I clued into that earlier in the season you know went to some of the in the same area but just a different 
bowl, different canyon, and being being at the begin. Would you call it the beginning? Uh, just in the top of the mountain where it starts going downhill. You know yeah. that that I, I feel like if maybe if we would have hit one of those in a different area, maybe there would have been success because that's you know repeated what we found in that area. Yeah, it gets it. Get- it gets tough though. I mean, kind of reflecting back on both of our hunts, you know, with that weekend that I was with you, I mean, any, any other time I would have thought we were in some good spots, you know? Yeah. That first night whenever we climbed up, I know we didn't quite get all the way to the top where you wanted to get, but you know, before we started descending down, we were sitting there for a couple of hours and I mean, we saw so much, you could see so much, uh, around us and uh i mean we had pretty good visual advantage and uh there wasn't a sign of anything popping out which was kind of frustrating but um i i I don't know i mean it, it gets tough i mean whenever your first plan doesn't work out it's just hard to it's hard to know what to do but um like i said kind of going back to what I said a bit ago, like I don't know what it looks like exactly to to do something different. But I'm just thinking, you know, hey, maybe maybe I need to just go where nobody else wants to go or I don't know. I don't know what it looks like exactly, but just trying to make a different move than what everybody else is doing. Right. And I guess the reason I brought that up is where we have like kind of the whole year in front of us and was wanting to pull some of that out, you know, now get us thinking. So that way, you know, we're hopefully thinking about it the rest of the year and not just two weeks before the season opens and be like, well, I guess I'll go run off and do this now. Yeah. (laughs) No, hopefully we have the whole year to, to think about it and try to, to really make it better. You know, actually I kind of, I think I kind of, have an idea of how um and and you we me and you kind of did it when I went to your hunt actually but um kind of just thought of this for like an idea is I put so much effort into the one spot and me and you we we had a we had a snow the night before and we you know, we, we, we were like, well, let's go try to find tracks and see, see what that gives us. And and that's the whole reason we ended up in that other spot. And it kind of worked out, you know, I mean, we didn't get nothing, but you know, we at least saw an elk um, and a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to throw that bear in. Cause that was pretty cool. That was really yeah. cool. I, like I said, I keep telling people, you know, I wasn't successful as far as, filling a tag but man the stuff i got to see this year was awesome right yeah yeah definitely definitely i feel the same way and uh um but yeah with with that thought though is uh you know that was kind of a spur of the moment change and so something that i'm kind of considering for next year is have those changes already planned so Instead of like, well, I don't know, let's go find some territory. 
already have that territory kind of mapped out in my head or, or, you know, mapped out as an idea of where to go. And, um, you know, so wherever my base camp is, you know, I'll try to try to hunt from there, but you know, things ain't quite going right. I'll have a plan B and maybe a plan C to, but, but they're, they're, they're planned ahead of time instead of in the spur of the moment. So that's something that I think I'm going to work on for the elk hunt. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like I try, I tried doing that for the deer hunt, but uh, we, I just, I didn't, yeah, we didn't find that honey hole till the last day, which, you know, that was a spot that I had, but again, we're, we were a lot lower the whole time. And then that last day we finally went up to the top of that, the, the mountain there. And that's, or, you know, I, I mean, we went through the bottom and hiked up and, but that back in that back area that we found all that sign. And I, I'm, I'm sure if we would have had the full weekend up in there or even the full day, cause we could only hunt half a day that day. Um, we probably, you know, if we would have found a good spot to just set and, you know, glass. True. Um, I, I, I almost bet we would have saw more activity, but we were, we were kind of fast pacing. I mean, you know, we were trying to go slow, but we kind of knew that we, you know, in the back of your mind, you kind of know that you have to take off at some point. So you're just trying to hit as much territory as possible and hoping for the best. I mean, I kind of feel like that's what happened that day. And, yeah. uh, and but if we would have had a little more time, I think we, we at least would have probably saw some more movement over in that area, but um, I was just thinking though, this is where hunting, like, I guess it's the fun of it, to be honest with you. Like, um, so, you know, I'm talking about, you know, well, if nothing's coming up, have a plan B and C, but then there, there's kind of something to be said about like hitting the same spot every day. And then like, you know, you're like, man, about to give up. But then, like, at the last second of the last moment, something just pops up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's something to be said about that, too, like staying put. And But uh, I know, like, my elk hunt, the hardest, the hardest thing with that, I probably, we probably should have abandoned that area even sooner than, well, I mean, we never, I guess I never really did except two days where I went up where we saw the bear and elk. I went up there two days in a row, but um, we should have probably abandoned that area sooner because, uh, I mean, we didn't really see much sign either. That was the other thing. I mean, it was so dry in there. Like we weren't seeing much sign. Cause I think, I think it all kind of comes together, you know, like if you're seeing some sign or spotting something, you know, like that, that keeps you there, you know, you're like, well, I know they're in here somewhere, but whenever you're not really seeing any of that, it, it's really hard to stay motivated to stay in that one spot. Right. And I don't know. I feel like that was probably one of my mistakes is, I kept trying to hunt it because I just thought, you know, oh, there'll be something that pops up, but I don't know. How quick, so I guess that's one of the things too is a trait that maybe 
working on, and I don't know, but just learning to swallow your pride and try something new. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Like, Oh no, this, uh, this is where I want to be. Like, you know, I think this is where, where it should, should happen. And maybe you see it like for me, like at least deer hunting, you know, you'll more than likely we kept saying it. Well, my deer hunt, because we didn't see any, but we're always like, Oh, we don't see any does, you know, like we, we don't see any activity. And we did see that one doe on the that one evening, but, uh, you know, but then it, I guess it, for me, it kind of got to, well, if I'm not seeing deer, I don't know where to go without pulling up and like going to a whole different part of the unit that I've never been, you know, like that was, I guess my struggle <laughs> was, you know, I was, I was real in my head. Like we, we bounced around quite a bit trying to find sign, trying to find deer. And, you know, there's that, we, we thought we were going down a, a road that had a gate on it and there was going to be no one in there because it was locked but we start going down the road and the truck comes out and we're like, well, shoot, there goes this hunt. And they're like, well, let's just keep going. Maybe they were driving up the road from the further down and we'll still have success. We start going down the road just a little bit further. And sure enough, there's their like camp, there's a camp trailer down there and like two cords of wood. And so, and we hiked, you know, we, we hiked a little bit too, to get down in that. And it was kind of a hike to get back out of there and, you know, man, when you're not seeing the sign and I think for me too, now that being said is I kind of want to have a checklist somehow, you know, like, okay, you know, move elevation, you know, like make sure I'm going, you know, down because we spent most of our time at the lower elevation until the last day we went up kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit higher but that yeah. first that first day i think we were higher than the last day no we were but i think we didn't we weren't <laughs> we weren't in a good feeding area <laughs> that's true that's so true big thing i think where i didn't you know i couldn't really tell that well i guess i could on google earth but like i didn't realize how sh- much rock shell <laughs> we were in yeah, that was uh, – I I don't know how to articulate this, but sometimes sometimes I wonder if we put ourselves in, in, uh, in areas that even elk and deer don't even want to be in necessarily. Right. D- does that make sense? Like we kind of put ourselves in these, you know, heavily – like really rough terrain areas where – I'm like, I don't know if, I mean, I, I don't even know if deer, deer or elk want to walk through here, you know? And Well, I think, so as like, um, as we're talking about it, like my head, I start like ticking things off, you know, like, yeah, you're right. We were in an area that I don't think they'd like, we, so to give you a little bit of background, hiking up to where we were, <laughs> I about killed Eric. <laughs> I think he was wanting to go home because he thought the whole hunt was going to be miles of hiking uphill. <laughs> and 
I got, and I didn't quite get to where I was wanting to get to, which was probably a good thing. And found this little spot. We kind of hunted, trying to find vantage points, stayed till dark, but we saw like one set of foot, one set of tracks. And they're just, we weren't seeing anything. And we sat one spot for a couple hours and nothing moved. And, and then we started heading down and we were pretty much, uh, hiking out on uh <laughs> on shell rock um it was pretty dangerous not the smartest thing to do <laughs> and so there's going to be no deer hiking up that but like but as we're talking about that and i'm thinking about the, the, these situations in my head and then i kind of go well if we could have find and found an, a route to get back into there Maybe if we, you know, found out there might be a honey hole back up in there because nothing, nobody else, for one, is going to hike up in there or find a way to get in there. And so there might be something up in there because, you know, no one can find the easy route to get into it, the route, whatever deer that or the animal uses to get in there. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and it does make sense. I mean, you that – I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's what most people think is, you know, like, oh, if I take this route, that's really rough and, you know, nobody else is going to be up there for sure. So animals should be in there because there's no pressure. Right. But I didn't, I didn't really look ahead to see if, well, maybe I did. And I just, we just kind of beat ourselves up and I, you know, it was like, well, that hike was so bad. I'm not really going to try to look around that area to see if there's anything worth going up in there after. I don't know, but I guess back to where I was getting at is having a checklist of like, okay, I'm not seeing anything. What's the next thing? What's the next step? You know, versus, well, I'm not seeing anything. I'm just going to go over here and hopefully I see something because <laughs> uh-huh. that's kind of what we did trying to, but we did, I kind of did it trying to, I think trying to find vantage points. Cause every time we went someplace, I was like, well, we'll be able to look at this hillside. But we we never came across a lot of sign. Yeah, that was, I mean, until that last day, obviously, but that was probably the hardest part of it is just, I mean, not seeing deer, not seeing sign. I mean, there was just hardly any sign. Right. The sign that we did see was was pretty old. And not a lot of it. And not a lot of it. So just like, it was almost like they were just migrating, you know, where we were at, at least they just kind of once in a blue moon might migrate through there, but that's not their. Right. Stopping destination. That, that one area that um, I think it was the second day uh, where we walked into that dark timber, I was kind of surprised that we didn't see more, life in there we saw where we saw that first dead porcupine oh yeah yeah that was man we had all kinds of crazy experiences this year we had that you know we i never really seen a uh dead porcupine in the woods like that and then we saw ended up seeing two right then we saw the bear i mean i'm kind of kind of getting out way off track of what we were even talking about but but just kind of kind of replaying everything. I'm like, wow, man, we, we saw that wallow. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 
we we really saw a lot of stuff this year. That's yeah, like you know, we keep <laughs> we keep saying like we ate tag soup, but you know, we had a good time eating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the experiences that we had was was pretty good. It was pretty good, but hopefully, hopefully, this next coming year we can have some more success and and uh, see what that feels like. True, very true. <laughs> but uh, I think with that though, we'll just kind of end on that note. I feel like it's a good good stopping point there for the night. Um, but before we kind of say goodbye, you know, big thanks for, for listening. We appreciate you guys, uh, coming along with us. Hopefully I feel like I look like, um, I don't know what I look like. I feel like I look haggard, I guess. (laughs) You're watching YouTube. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm tired. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, again, subscribe, like, leave a comment, and leave a comment. Like I said, we talked about earlier, uh, trying to come up with the power statement for this uh, 2021 season, something that will, uh, you know, when we're <laughs> having our hard times climbing a hill or not seeing the game like we'd want, something that we could use to uh, um, motivate us. Uh, with that, do you have anything, Eric? No, man. I think I'm good tonight. So cool. cool. Uh, yeah. So with that, guys, uh, keep pushing, and uh, we'll get another one out here. And um, happy hunting. <laughs> happy hunting, guys. That's a good one. We should leave with that more often. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you in the next one. <laughs>